Open up with me this morning to the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. I'm going to try not to be too long this morning. But I do want to give you a good, uh, uh, something good to eat today. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. The book of beginnings. And my daughter Haley was going to help me preach this morning. Or probably teach. And she came up uh, yesterday, uh, Friday evening. And me and her talked about it. And she was telling me some things. She said, Dad, I got some good pointers. I got some good things here. Uh, that I think that would be helpful for your sermon. I said, baby, why don't you help me? I said, that way me and you can tag team. We can serve the Lord together. I said, you know, we talked about passing on the legacy of the story, Christmas story from one generation to the next. I said, that would be awesome for you if you would do that with me. She said, okay, I'll do it. But uh, her little boy ran a fever yesterday morning when they got up and she wanted to go back home, take him back home. Didn't, you know, we had a lot of family coming over and she didn't want to make sure anybody ever contacted anything. It was nothing. We tried to talk her into staying, but uh, she insisted she needed to go home. It broke her heart, so she had to go. And it broke hers, too. But uh, anyhow, she couldn't be with us today, but she was willing to help me today. So I had to come up with uh, my own this morning. The Holy Ghost helped me. So Genesis chapter 3. We'll see where the Lord takes us today. Verse 15. The Bible says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is the what God, the Lord God Almighty, said to the serpent after he had deceived Adam and Eve. He gave this prophecy. And he said, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. And he said, the woman's seed is going to crush, told Satan, the woman's seed, the child that she's going to bear, is going to crush your head. Satan knew that when he was talking about this, this prophecy, He's talking about the future Messiah that would, what, that would come. He's talking about the, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who would come. He would be the seed of the woman. And when he came, he was going to crush Satan's head. And he said, you will bruise his heel. So Satan was able to put a little infliction of pain upon Jesus Christ what the Bible says he would bruise his heel when Jesus died on the cross that was what you could call a bruise to the heel but what Jesus accomplished through his suffering and pain and, and all the uh, stripes on his back and the crown of thorns on his head through his death, burial and resurrection he crushed Satan's head so Satan had an agenda and an assignment from the day the Lord God Almighty gave this prophecy. Satan was always looking 
for that Messiah that when he did show up, he was going to be looking, listening, and alert because he had to destroy this seed of the woman. Because if he didn't destroy this seed of the woman, which would be the son of the Most High God, the only begotten son, the Redeemer, if he didn't destroy him, this Redeemer was going to crush his head. So he was on high alert always. Amen. So all throughout the Bible, Satan never really knew exactly who the Son of God was going to be. And when he thought it might be, he always came and he tried to destroy that child. When Moses was born, there was an anointing upon Moses. And when Moses was born, there was a degree that went out from the uh, Pharaoh to destroy all the male children Two years old and younger tried to, tried to destroy that seed. But guess what? God, in his wisdom, Mama put baby Moses in a, in a basket and floated him down the Nile River. Right. And he was, he was uh, uh, rescued by Pharaoh's daughter, I believe it was. And, but Satan was after the seed. In the book of... Uh, Esther, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. The devil tried to annihilate and destroy the whole Jewish race. Amen. A man by the name of Haman That's rose right. up with a, 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 a plot and a plan to try to destroy the human race. But God rose up a, a queen by the name of Esther. Mm -hmm. And she came and spoke to the king and God's uh, uh, Will was revealed to the king, and instead of annihilating the Jewish race, that God destroyed Haman. Amen. But he was after every Jewish person, after the whole Jewish race. He wanted to destroy them all. He came close, but the devils always come close. And even in Hitler's day, that's right. He came after the Jewish people. That's right. Hitler was a type and shadow of the Antichrist. He came. To, 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 he started a war, but behind it all, he wanted to destroy the Jewish people. Amen. And he did destroy, they say, six million of the Jewish race. But what was he after? He was after the seed of the woman. That's right. Every time he thought that the Messiah might be born in this time period, he came after the child and tried to destroy it. So he's always been against the Jewish people. Because the Messiah was going to come through the Jewish lineage. Amen. Through the, through the uh, Abraham and David and the other Jewish. The, the Bible talks about the lineage in Matthew. It talks about the lineage of Jesus Christ. He would had to have uh, come through the king's line, bloodline. Amen. So anyhow. Now, turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, please. Verse 4. Galatians 4 and 4. I hear pages turning. <coughs> Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Now the prophecy went out. The seed of the woman. All the way back to the beginning of the fall. I told y'all last week that 
when Adam and Eve sinned, it didn't catch Almighty God by surprise. That's right. That's right. That's right. God is not playing catch up. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Come on now. To what the devil plans and plots. That's right. God already knows all things. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Y'all hear me? God didn't decide to send his son after the fall of man. That's right. From the foundation of the world. That's right. God already knew that one day he was going to have to send his son, hallelujah, Amen. to die Amen. on that cross. Amen. He knew that. So, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son. That's right. Born of a woman. Mm -hmm. Born under the law. Yes. To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. Hallelujah. Let's go on down a little. And because you are sons. You are sons. That's yes. right. Amen. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying out Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, you are no longer a slave Amen. but a son. Amen. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ yes, Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. You need to look at your neighbor this morning and say, I'm a son in the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm no longer a slave. Slaves don't have an inheritance. That's right. One thing sons have, two things that sons have, they have an inheritance and they have authority. Yes. Whenever you're born as a son in the kingdom of God, you have a, a spiritual inheritance waiting on you. Hallelujah. And it is yours. And the way you get it is by faith. Amen. 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 And you have authority to walk on this planet and walk in dominion and authority yes. as a son in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. But you're no longer a slave. Don't think like a slave. Mm -mm. Act like a son. Yeah. But to act like a son, you got to know I am a son. That's right. I'm a son because of what Jesus Christ done. I've been adopted into the family of God, yeah. and I'm a son of the Most High God. Yeah. I'm not the son, but I am a son. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. The son is Jesus Christ. That's He's right. the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The only begotten. Hallelujah of the Father. Yes. He's the only begotten son. Yes. Come on, man. He's only one. That's but right. because of what he did through his death, burial, and resurrection, we became sons in the kingdom. Yes. Amen. There's a lot of people living underneath their inheritance. Yes. That's right. Underneath and not walking in their dominion and authority because they haven't accepted their rightful place in the kingdom of God as being a son. Yes. Amen. Come on. I didn't say you was a son. I said the Bible said you was a son. That's right. Amen. You are a son because the word says you are a son. That's right. But you have to receive it. But I want to go back to when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. The prophecy that we read about just a few minutes ago in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman, 
would come and crush Satan's head was given back some 6,000 years ago wow. from where we are now. Amen. There was a time period between Genesis 3.15 to Abraham, a space and time of about 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. And a space and time between Abraham to the time when Jesus was born was another 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. So, from the time that the prophecy was given in Genesis to the time Jesus was born, about a space and time of about 4,000 years went by. Mm. Now, the Jewish people <clears throat> began to look for this Messiah. Yeah. Those that were spiritually in tune and those that were spiritually alert knew that the Messiah was coming one day. Amen. Amen. Isaiah prophesied about it. Yeah, he did. The prophets prophesied. That's right. Yes. They looked at Isaiah 7, 14, that a sign will be given to you. A, a, a child should be born of a virgin. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 9, 6, that, uh, uh, that uh, Peyton read this morning, that unto us a, chi uh, a child would be born, a son would be given, and you should call his name Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Yes. Well, the prophets prophesied. The Jewish people read the prophecy. They kept looking for the Messiah. I wonder if, I wonder when he's coming. I wonder when he's coming. He didn't come this year. We'll look next year. Every woman that was giving birth to babies, she always hoped that she would be the one that would be highly favored and yes. give birth to the Messiah. Yes. All the Jewish women that were in tune, spiritually alert, said, I want to give birth to the Messiah. I want to give birth to the Messiah. That's why it broke their hearts when they were barren. Yes. And they couldn't bear a child like Hannah. Went all the way back in the book of Samuel. Yes. She couldn't give church couldn't give birth. If she couldn't give birth, she's had no hope that she would bring the Messiah into the world. But they all wanted to do it. But they were the only one that was going to be highly favored and handpicked and chosen by Almighty God. And her name was Mary. And she was a virgin. I said she was a virgin. Hallelujah. That means she never had sexual relationship with nobody else. Joseph, her husband, hadn't had no contact with her. She was pure, hallelujah, yes. and holy, and handpicked by God to give birth to the Messiah. Yes. And that, that space and time between Genesis to when Jesus was actually born was a space and time of about 4,000 years. That's right. Do you know if you waited 4,000 years on something after a while, you might get tired of waiting? Amen. Come on. Come on. Some of us can't wait two weeks to get a car. Amen. Some of us can't wait to, to get a new set of clothes. Some of us can't wait to get our hair done. I'm telling you, sometimes you just have to wait. And the Bible said Jesus didn't come until God said the fullness of time has come. Yes. And when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son into this earth. Amen. It was 4,000 years later. Wow. That's a long wait. And guess what happened between the wait? The church got off track. Uh -oh. Yes. That's right. yeah. Come on. God's, the Jewish people got the train off the track. They got religious. Yeah. They got outside the law. 
they also begin to add things to the law. And the, and the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes, when by the time Jesus got here, it was all messed up. That's right. I mean, he came into a mess. And you would think when he came that they would receive him. They were supposed to be looking for him, right? That's right. But when he came, hallelujah, the prophet said he would be born in Bethlehem. They, they, they were all prophesied, hallelujah, how he would be born, the sign to look for. And when he came, they didn't even realize it. Yeah. They didn't even recognize it. Come on. God sent forth his son at the right time. That's right. Here's the thing. When God wants to do something, he's going to do it in his time. Right. Amen. Amen. You don't rush him. Mm -mm. You don't push him. Right. You have to wait on him. Amen. If you are impatient, that's your problem, but not God's problem. Yes. God's going to send it. God is an on-time God. Yes. And he does things in his time zone. Hallelujah. And when the fullness of time came, he said, my son is now coming. Yes. And he came and he was born of a woman. Born under the law to redeem those that were under the law. Yes. He came to redeem us. He came to set us free. But the Jewish people didn't recognize him. Here's the thing. There was a lot of people that didn't recognize him. Yeah, come on. Not only the whole Jewish nation didn't recognize him. Very few in Jesus' day recognized him. Herod didn't recognize him. When Jesus was born, Herod told the wise men, after you see him, bring back news to me and tell me about him and where he's at. But they knew not to go back and tell King Herod. So they went a different direction yeah. than what they had planned because they said we can't go back to the king. And the king got jealous because he heard there's another king born yeah. here in Israel. Yeah. There's another king. And Herod said, there ain't room for two kings That's in right. one kingdom. I got to take care of them. Come so on. Herod was a top and shadow of the Antichrist because he came with an Antichrist spirit. He said, the Messiah is born. I know it. Yes. I've got to get to him. I got to take care of him because if I don't, Satan said he's going to crush my head. That's right. So guess what Herod did? He sent out a decree to kill every male child from two years old and younger. They were slaughtered. They were killed. Innocent blood was shed. Yeah. Trying to get to the one Messiah yeah. that was to come. He's here now. He's here now. Yeah. Satan is on high alert. He's here. They killed the babies. The Jewish people didn't believe. There were many uh, in the crowds that didn't believe Jesus. He did signs and wonders and miracles, and they still chose not to believe him. Some would follow him, and they would only follow him for a little while. Yeah, and then they would go back up under the law. Yes. Jesus Christ, born of a woman, God put on a flesh suit. That's right. And then when he was born, my goodness, the devil still after him. Still That's after him. As the child began to grow in stature, grow in knowledge of the word. He knew the word was born. That's right. Hallelujah. But he still 
went to the temple when he was 12 years old to sit with the people and, and to gain knowledge of the word. Word, word, word was coming in. Word was coming in. The Bible said he grew. He grew in stature and knowledge. He grew. That's what we all call to do is to grow, grow, grow closer to Jesus, closer to his word, in his word. Stay in his word. You know what the word is going to do if you know what the word says. Yes. Amen? Amen. So, uh, the Jewish people rejected him. Look at John chapter 1, verse 10. John chapter 1, verse 10. The Bible says, He was in the world. Talking about Jesus. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own did not receive him. But as many as received him. To them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe. To those who believe. I'm here to tell you this morning. Hallelujah. If you're ever going to get to heaven, you've got to become a believer. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You don't just become a believer because of what he did on the cross. Hallelujah. He's already paid for everything <laughs> yes. that would get you to heaven. But you've got to believe it and you've got to receive him as your Lord and your Savior. Yes, amen. amen. Believe. To those who believe in his name who were born, not of the blood of, of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. There were so many people turned him down. They rejected him. He came to his own, and his own didn't even receive him. Wouldn't that be something? Most of us, uh, all of us don't like, none of us in here like to be rejected. Come on. You want to go to your family reunion and whenever you got there, all of them said, we don't know you. Mm. I said, come on now. Sister, you know me. I'm Stacy. I'm your brother. Mm. Now, we don't know you. Mm. Brother. I got a brother. I got brothers. Brothers, y'all know me? No, we don't know you. You don't belong here. Jesus came into the world, and the world was made through him. Hallelujah. He created the whole Jewish race. And when he came to his own, his own people said, we don't know you. That's right. But you know what? They said, we know the word. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They said, Abraham's our father. Mm -hmm. In the book of John, I think it's chapter 8, said, Abraham's our father. And Jesus said, no, if you knew Abraham, you would know me. He said, you are of your father, the devil, That's right. who's been lying from the beginning. That's who your father is. He said, oh, you the only thing you follow, you ain't following the truth. You following the liar. Amen. You following lie. You following your own way. Because if you follow Abraham, Abraham would have told you about me. That's right. That's right. Anyhow, he came to his own. They received him not. And... Uh, John chapter 8, verse 12. John 8, 12. Jesus said, <coughs> Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. 
I am the light of the world. Amen. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. Yes, Flip with me now to John chapter 3. I'm just taking you through a few scriptures. Follow along with me. In this time of the year, we've got lights everywhere. <coughs> the city's lit up. Buildings are lit up. We got Christmas trees lit up on the corner. They want to light everything up. But they don't want you to tell them about the light. The true light Amen. that came into the world. Amen. Whenever you do, go and do your shopping, the big corporations don't want you to say, they don't want their employees to tell you, Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They want to tell you, Happy holidays. That's right. They're trying to get around the Christmas, the whole reason for what Christmas is all about. Amen. They're trying to, to change the culture of what Christmas is all about. But if we stick to the Word of God, hallelujah, know the real reason for the season, hallelujah, Jesus will always be the main thing for what Christmas is all about. When somebody says happy holiday to me, I come back with a Merry Christmas to you. Yes, I told my FedEx lady the other day or UPS or somebody that came and dropped off something. And when she got done, I, I took the package out of her hand and she said, Happy Holidays. I said, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. I said, Jesus is the reason for the season. She said, the only reason I say Happy Holidays is because that's what they tell me. She said, but I believe in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I said, well, honey, if you believe in Jesus, you just tell everybody Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's right. Don't be ashamed. Amen. Don't let nobody close your mouth. That's yes. Right. Don't nobody tell you to not say Merry Christmas. Come on. Let the world know it's all about Jesus. Amen. Right. Amen. Come on. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Ain't about that dude walking around in that red outfit, mm -hmm. that black belt, and them black boots. With a long white beard with a Santa hat on. Mm -hmm. It ain't about him. I love Santa, but it ain't about Santa. That's right. <clears throat> Santa, if Santa's real, he's gonna need salvation too. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Old folks, old Saint Nick. If he's gonna get into heaven, he gonna have to do what Nicodemus did. Yeah. Right. He's gonna have to go find Jesus. And he must be born again. That's yes. right, amen. Nicodemus, out of all the religious people, all the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, they all gave Jesus a hard time. They didn't believe in him. But he was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And they should have knew it. Why? Not just because of what he said. He said, if you don't believe me for who I say I am, believe me for the works that I do. Because my works testify that my Father is with me. Yes, amen. 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 And plus, the scribes and the Pharisees, they're supposed to be professionals uh -huh. in knowing the Word of God. That's right. They're supposed to know what Isaiah said. Yeah. They're supposed to know what Jeremiah said. They live in the temple. They study the scripture daily. They're supposed to know and be able to identify for the people, the whole Jewish race, that, hey, this is him. The Bible speaks of him. And Jesus said in the book of John, I think it's chapter 21, he said, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus said, all through the book, yes. you'll find me. That's right. From Genesis to Exodus to Numbers to Deuteronomy, all the way through the book, all the way to Revelation, he said, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Amen. Woo! But they didn't know it. They didn't recognize it. They turned their head because they didn't want to receive the truth. Now, in John chapter 3, verse 18, it says, He who believes in him is not condemned. He who believes won't fall under condemnation one day. <clears throat> but he who does not believe is condemned already. Amen. Listen, folks, if you have chosen not to believe, you are under condemnation mm -hmm. and right. awaiting right. judgment Come on. that ain't going to fall to your favor one day. He who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Woo! This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone, everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light. Why? So his deeds would be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world in John chapter 8, That's right. verse 12. The light came into the world, but the world rejected him. Because why? Because their deeds were evil. That's right. They wanted to continue to do wrong instead of do what's right. When you come to the light, hallelujah, and surrender to the light, hallelujah, everything in the darkness becomes exposed. That's right. Hallelujah. When everything you take and turn the lights off in a building, it becomes dark. You can't hardly see your way around. You'll stumble into this and stumble into that. But whenever you turn the light on, praise God, all the darkness has to go. That's right. But when Jesus comes into your life and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, yeah. hallelujah, all the darkness has to flee. That's right. That's right. All the darkness has to go. But the, and when Jesus came in his day, he was rejected by his own because their deeds were evil. They were practicing what was dark and not practicing the truth. Their deeds were evil. Now, one last thing. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Matthew 5, 14. Turn with me, please. Talking about the believers. Jesus is talking to the church. He said, you are the light of the world. Amen. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men Amen. that they may see your good works 
and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then whenever you believe in him, you become a light unto the world. Amen. Amen. And he said, you need to let your light so shine before men that when they see your good works, your good deeds, hallelujah, that your Father in heaven will be glorified. you got to let your light shine Amen. these days and times. Don't let no devil in hell put it out. Amen. Don't let your co-worker, co-laborer, don't let your CEO, don't let nobody That's put right. your light out. Right. And you a light set up on a hill, let your light shine. Yes. Hallelujah. You can see a, hit, a hill, a city on a hill from a distance. If you're traveling at night, praise God. I've been in the mountains of Myanmar, Thailand, other places. We've been way up into the mountains. Hallelujah. In the middle of nowhere. But you can see a city from a long way off, way down that hill, way down that mountain, you can see a city that's got lights. You can say, hey, if I go this direction, I'll find that city because there's a light. There's a lot of people in this world needs to get see your light lit up. Hallelujah. And you need to be, you have been left on this earth, hallelujah, to let your light shine before men. So that they see your good works, hallelujah, they're going to give Jesus some praise. They're going to give the Father some praise whenever you let your light shine. you got to let it shine. It's time for y'all to get up, rise up, and to go out there and light somebody up. Light somebody up. Amen. you got to light them up, Larry. Light up the judge. Light up the DA. Light up the grocery store bagger. Light up the the cashier at Walmart. Light up somebody when you're looking for your hunting goods back there. Light up somebody. How you light them up? Tell them how good Jesus is. Tell them how good Jesus is. Lift him up. Lift him up. He's the light of the world. He lives in you. You became a light. Now go light somebody up. Be like a Christmas tree. There's thousands of lights around that tree. All connected to one another. All connected to one another. All them lights, when you light them up, they all come on at once. Yes. That's right. Praise God. We got to light somebody up, Larry. Light them up. I told Jarvis Jones one time, had the dog walk over in Athens. The dog was coming out of the tunnel, brother. Gunner, you know what I'm talking about. They coming out. They coming into the stadium. They call it the dog walk. And all them dogs were coming out. And, man, they... They was looking strong and big, man, carrying some chains around the neck. And I said, whoo, look at them dogs, Joshua, look at them dogs. And Jarvis John was the head linebacker back then. Jarvis came by. Me and Joshua somehow or another got real close to the to, to the players that day. We were like, here, here to you, Gunner, in the crowd. And they came by, and Jarvis John came by. And I said, Jarvis! He just walked by me. And all, every, all the fans were hollering and screaming. I said, Jarvis! turned around. I said, light somebody up. Jarvis came back, looked at me and went, I'm going to light somebody up. (laughs) That's what I'm telling y'all this morning. Y'all go light somebody up. There's a lot of sad people in the world. Even at this time of the year, a lot of people discouraged. They've lost a loved one. They're going through something. They're depressed. They shouldn't be depressed, but they're depressed. They're discouraged. They, They live by themselves. They don't have no family to go eat with. Things like that. They lost their loved one. Hey, light them up. 
Give them some encouragement. Give them some love. Give them some joy. Invite them over to your house. Do something. But light them up. Amen. Buy somebody a present that ain't got no money to get nobody no present. Buy them something. Amen. Love them. Show them Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me address the crowd. If you're watching us by media today, it's been an honor to come into your home. We hope this message blessed you. I encourage you, hallelujah, to look to Jesus. We have all sinned. The Bible says if you believe in Jesus Christ, your sins shall be washed away. Believe in Him. He's already died and rose again. Let Him live in your heart. You shall be saved. He'll give you the best life that you've ever had. Jesus is the reason for this season. We love you. Tune in to Him. Give your life to Him. And thank you for tuning in. God bless you.